a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into your RSL post-match show as Real Salt Lake New York City FC split the points with a 0-0 draw. I'm Jay Catch, joined by Spencer Warren and Lauren Beck once again. And guys, uh, that feels like a wholly unsatisfying ending for Real Salt Lake, especially considering how many chances they saw go begging in this one, Spenno. Yeah, really. And obviously with the, the games that have been coming thick and fast and the mm-hmm. rotation, um, I know we've got a week now, but if this has been a, a week in between yeah. games, and I don't think you see Savarino come out uh, sure. at all. Yeah. He, even though um, he, he kind of faded, but he was still was the outlet. He still was the guy that struck the crossbar, looked alive, and, and it sparked into life as soon as he got the ball in and around the penalty area. So, yeah, strange one for me, but understood as well with the amount of minutes that have been played. Just a, another performance where the guys just kind of ran out of ideas the yes. longer as the game went on, and you know, it, it, they they put open some really good chances. Anderson Julio with a couple of really good chances that when he came on and fluffed his lines. That's the that's the best way to say it. And yeah, uh, Chicho can't come soon enough. <laughs> roll on, roll on, July eighth. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that, Lauren. Uh, obviously, I, I agree with Spenno. That it just felt like as the match kind of wore on, especially in the late stages of it. It really felt like RSL just kind of was out of ideas at that point. And we saw that a couple of weeks ago in that first LA Galaxy match, the MLS match against the Galaxy. Galaxy came back to take the lead, and it felt like RSL was just kind of out of ideas at that point and then struggled to really generate anything down the stretch. For me, it felt like RSL ran out of ideas. They made substitutions. Those were, in my opinion, the correct substitutions. And then kind of just couldn't get over the line sure, with, yeah. with those substitutions. As Spence said, Anderson Julio came on, had some good looks. I thought Andres Gomez was a bright spot as well coming in. Um, but kind of that, the tired legs for the players that started toward the end, the crosses were getting really bad. Um, the balls into the box were behind the players. It just it just was a little too, too, too little too late, I guess, um, at the end of the game for RSL there. I, it's And it's frustrating. I know... I, we are fortunate we get paid to be here so like yeah i don't want anybody to be like oh sorry somebody tweeted us a couple games ago and was like i just feel bad that you guys have to talk about this (laughs) and like yeah it it does kind of suck to have to talk about it and do a post-game show about it because it's it's so repetitive at this point in the season that rsl's dropping points at home when this used to be a fortress Mm -hmm. but i honestly i feel a bit more bad for the 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 people coming out to the games and and seeing this um fourth time they've been shut out at home so far this yes, season and we, before we came on i was counting the dropped points at home i mean what's it total 18 Ooh. is that what i said yeah at yeah. 18 points to to our total right now and we're top of the west and and grant like sure that is like the rosiest colored glasses of all time <laughs> like uh, hindsight 2020 whatever but in seasons past we've seen that from rsl at yes. home we have seen that kind of home form mm-hmm. so 
I don't think it's that uh, far off to say what if they had won all of their home games or at least won a few more than they have. It's a, a two, the opening two games losses to Austin and St. Louis, a nil-nil draw to Seattle, a loss to LAFC, a nil-nil against Portland, a loss to LA Galaxy, and then tonight nil-nil. To be shut out, not just be losing and dropping points, but to be shut out at home. Oof. It, it's a gut punch, and there's no doubt about it. The, 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 you're right. The home form has been terrible, frankly, <laughs> so far this season. Spent oh, what your, yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, no, again, you know, the way we're set up to play, it, it's really effective on the road because you have the two banks of four in the 4-4-2. Four, four, you can defend it. Yeah, you can yeah, and, defend and, with those. Yeah. And, and obviously Dami, when he's on the road, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of drops into the midfield, makes a five as well, which is why we've been pretty decent. I mean, you look at our record on the road, 3-3-2. Three, three and two, That is... That's pretty darn solid mm-hmm. uh, for Real Salt Lake. So uh, I'm delighted with that. But when it's at home, it's a little bit more the onus is on you to, to attack. And obviously, Andres Gomez and Savarino or Chang and Luna playing a bit further away from goal on those left midfield, right midfield slots rather than, than the wing, so to speak. It's their job to get up and down, protect the fullback, and then get forward as well. It's why I keep crying out for that number six, because I think if you do tweak the formation, whether it's 3-4-3 or 4-3-3, you get the three guys that are the most dangerous close to the goal, sure. and, and you've got a ball winner that can then get it to the playmaker, like um, um, Paulo Ruiz, who I thought, again, had some fantastic passes tonight. Um, I just think there's a slight tweak there. But if they don't have the guy uh, to do that job, I understand why they're the, in this 4-4-2 right now. But... Again, as soon as they have a little bit more movement up front, you saw Anderson Julio, even though he fluffed his lines, getting in behind and, and being a real pain in the backside. If he can put it all together, then he's going to be a threat. Again, Chicho is going to be a huge, huge addition. Um, but I want Savarino, Andres Gomez, Michael Chang, whoever it may be, closer to him. So that, sure. inter, that uh, inter, interplay, interplay yeah. um, in, in and around the penalty area, I think... Um, he'll open doors um, for uh, for those those wider players as well. Okay, I know the XG doesn't like always indicate a match. You know what the XG for RSL was tonight? I just saw this. Do I want to? Probably not. Two point six eight. Yeah. My word. XG for uh, New York City FC in this one zero point four one. RSL honestly dominated this match by and large, and it's just. It, it, it hurts to come up with zero goals, obviously. Yeah, yeah absolutely it does. But, it, again, if we weren't getting into the right places yes. to miss these shots, then, I, then there would be a, a genuine concern. But at some point, it's got to click. And we've seen Rubio Rubin come into a little bit of form. He was a little bit below par tonight for me. Um, I don't think Savarino was at his best, but, again, still the biggest threat. Um, Diego Luna. It's not his real role, that, that left-handed side. You saw him pinch in. Mm-hmm. I thought he was effective and, and did some really nice things. Yeah. But, again, when you've got Danny Masovsky scored a couple of goals, Rubio Rubin, as I said, got a couple of goals and a couple of assists midweek, um, you, you kind of expect a little bit more, a little bit better, maybe a little bit more urgency. Um, sure. Because they do have that signing that's coming in July. You're going to be fighting for minutes. He's the number one starter. He's the designated player. He's the true number nine mm-hmm. that we haven't had in such, such a long time that is truly 
top class for, for Major League Soccer. Um, you, you kind of wanted maybe a little bit more of a showcase of their skills um, this evening, but it didn't happen. Again, it's just the first of many games that are going to be coming up before uh, Chicho is going to be around, so there's plenty more opportunities and none, none more than getting a couple of days rest, which is going to be wonderful for those guys after so many games in such a short period of time coming up against uh, on the road at the weekend. I think it's yeah. DC United, right? Yeah, DC United, six straight weeks, by the way. RSL played Wednesday matches. They played six straight <laughs> midweek so this week off is going to feel like an eternity, really, because they've been so used to playing yeah. Wednesday, Saturday. Wednesday. It's, it's going to give them a, a nice break. But you're right, they have to travel across the country coming up next mm. Saturday to D.C. United. It'll be interesting to see how they handle, obviously, that cross-country travel. Uh, now, uh, we're wa- awaiting uh, post-game press conferences. Lauren, you told me right before you went on, we are expected to hear from Chicho Orango in post-game. Is that correct? Yes, that was overheard in the press box uh-huh. uh, from an RSL staff member. He said if the result held which obviously it did, mm-hmm. we would we could expect Chicho. So hopefully okay. that is uh, the case. All right, so we will continue to break this down. We will take a time out here uh, awaiting post-game press conferences to begin as RSL draws nil-nil. Fourth time this season at home they have been shut out. We'll continue to break this one down right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to your RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Nil-nil draw here at America First Fields. Real Salt Lake uh, ties with New York City FC 0-0. Spencer Warren, Lauren Beck, Jay Catch breaking things down. If Spenno ever returns uh, from his <laughs> mid-break he's gone. escapades, who he's knows? Not, he's he, he, he's over out. it. He left, he left the laptop. He left the backpack. <laughs> well, can you blame him for leaving just, the laptop? Yeah, okay, the laptop has seen better days. There's no doubt about that. You're absolutely correct uh, on that. But uh, zero zero our final here, and Lauren, I just we there's a kind of a funny thing that I've noticed in my time watching soccer. There's a whole th- idea of draw wins and draw losses, like the feeling you get of coming out of these draws. This very much is a draw loss feeling for Real Salt Lake. Yes, it is very rare that Real Salt Lake has a home draw that does not feel like a loss sure, again yeah, yeah. because their form at home is usually so much better than we've seen this season and the thing that's kind of bothered me a little bit this season to be honest is pablo in post game after a bad result at home has been saying the pressure at home is too much no yeah, that, that's, not a good yeah. answer i'm so, yeah. i like pablo a lot and i think he usually is pretty honest yeah I don't like that answer. Well, that's the thing about this is you're right. You, you, you said it in our first segment is when we started talking about this. This place used to be a fortress. This was a place that teams feared coming to. And right now, so far this season, why would any team coming here on the on a road trip be fearful of saying we can get one or po- possibly three points out of this? Like, just there's not that same, I guess, mystique, the, I don't know, the, rush, the pressure in a way for opposing. It just doesn't exist right now. No, and there's so many factors to take advantage for, mm-hmm. of at home, um, especially here with the altitude, the dry heat mm-hmm. in the summer, the kind of intimate atmosphere. It's not, it's 20,000 people mm-hmm. and it's, it gets pretty loud when it's yeah. full and when the fans are engaged. But when the team isn't giving the fans a reason to be engaged, it's going to be quiet. And I, I just don't think that that you should not be putting it on the fans and saying there's too much pressure on this team to perform at home. That is on every single team. That is not yeah. new to this team. And and I, I just think that that's a cop out. Um, and I haven't appreciated it all season long because he's, he's said it a lot of, often throughout the season so far. Oh. And it's just yeah. 
it's it's just it's frustrating because I know that this team, while we are usually the underdogs, they are very capable. We've seen this team perform, and I don't think think that those performances were flukes. It's it just I I, I just I don't know I don't know. Well, and to to your point though, the whole calculus in this league for years has been home wins, road draws will get you the yep. point totals you need to be in a top tier club at the end of the season. And right now, RSL's got and Spenel even pointed this out. The, the the road form for Real Salt Lake actually has been pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so we have we have more points on the road than we do at home, which is frankly stunning. By too. two, but still. <laughs> but your your point is well taken. It's just the home form is severely severely lacking. Yeah, yeah. Spenos just sitting here. Oh, sorry. He's he, alone he, with his he, thoughts right he now. He came back, but he's not here. <laughs> he's been here in body, but not spirit. He's, he's alone in it with his thoughts right now. Please press conference. Please start. For, uh, honestly, though, I, and. You know, I will say it's it's good to see the players still seem a bit kind of light and, mm-hmm. and interacting with the um, fans well after the whistle. Yeah, we've seen uh, them and, give out jerseys to Yeah, to fans and they and, do it every game. Yeah. It's not new, but I think it'd be very easy after a home result like this and home form like they've been in to just go down the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I will say that... The, the one bright spot for me in the second half was how Bodhi Hidalgo got stronger as the game yep. went on. Yep. Right. Um, he decided to start breaking forward and make things happen, and I, th- I was really impressed. I've been waiting for him to do that since he's got into the first team because we saw it down at the Monarchs. I know that he was playing more of a, a, a wing-back role in, sure. in the back three, and so he's kind of in the midfield a little bit more, but he's got the ability to put the ball into the box or or get to the byline and had some nice little interchanges with Andres Gomez. So for me, that was a, a bright spot. But again, I'm just kind of clutching at things right now well, to, to say positive about our point at home against a team that were absolutely delighted with a point. Yeah, absolutely well, yeah. delighted with a point. You could see it. They were, they, they were wasting as much time as possible. Oh, yeah. They were like, hold on here. Because I'm not going to lie. That is the least, um, how do I say this? The I don't know. Just New York City did not have the attacking talent I have come to expect from a club of that caliber. They had. It felt like they were they were just punchless up top. Yeah, they had they had a couple looks, yeah. um, but they weren't dangerous. Zach no. McMath was very sharp coming back um, from concussion. Mm-hmm. I thought his distribution was very good tonight. Um, there was a ball toward the end in stoppage time that he. I don't think I've ever seen him move so quickly to get that ball prevented from going yep. out of bounds and and get the ball back forward I thought he was very sharp but yeah he, he didn't have a whole lot to do tonight um, there was one dipping shot I can't remember who it was from off the top of my head that he but it was a near post save textbook for him um, yeah just yeah it's it's not the NYCFC you've come to expect they have not won a game on the road this season but I, again you go back to the the math of this league and what you want on the road and they'll take points they'll take a, they'll take draws well, and the, yeah, you, there's no kidding. That's the thing about this. They came clear across the country, two elevation. Like, they're, yeah, in their heart of hearts, like, we got a point, we're good. And this, funny enough, it is the first point that New York City FC has ever taken out of this out of the, out of of this matchup here in Salt Lake. Go yeah, and, and they'll be delighted. I mean, RSL have 20 shots tonight, mm. 20, just four of them on target. Um, and that's, that tells you all you need to know. There wasn't enough pressure on the goalkeeper, who I thought was beatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, uh, NYCFC had five shots total, just the one on target. Um, again, I, I thought RSL... 
there's 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 other things that that RSL need, obviously, and and I don't want to keep harping on about it. But you you look at the number six, which I think will change things. But there has to be more playmaking that, that's going on, and and you're relying heavily on Savarino, who at times gets doubled up. Um, I think Paulo Ruiz playing a little bit further forward, not necessarily a ten, but in a three where he's got uh, more of an attacking eight option mm-hmm. um, to to play those balls, not just uh, switching it from flank to flank, which he does brilliantly well. But it, I think his weight of pass sometimes is is absolutely the ex- excellent when he's on the top of the box, and and I just feel like there's there's a little bit more to come, and RSL have to be a little bit more positive, and unfortunately with the four four two, you get what you get. Yes. Um, and, and that's the two banks of four, and, and you've got to get the, the, the midfielders, the left midfielders and the right midfielders into the attack. But it, it's a lot more ground that they're covering. Um, I get it, why they've done it, and I've said it many a time. Uh, if you don't have the right personnel, then I understand uh, why you would do this. But at home, there's got to be a little bit more risk for me. Yeah, and that's the thing about this. It, you made it in the very first, as we started the, the post-match show, Spino, is that they felt like as the match really got into the late stages, RSL, like, and I, I used this analogy earlier today, actually, on my on, on my radio show. They were kind of throwing combos of punches. They used the boxing analogy. Like throwing combos of punches, but in a way, it felt like they almost punched themselves out of this match. If, if, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, when, once you try things and you, you do things over and yeah. over again, and the, then the back line of, of NYCFC are, are just kind of dialed in yes. with what you're doing, and you, you, you haven't got any real difference makers and that was the issue apart from Andres Gomez there wasn't really a difference maker on the field at the end of, of the game you know Savarino's uh, on the bench you know I think Diego Luna had some good looks with, yeah. with some nice passes but that's the issue and obviously that's why you spent this mm-hmm. huge amount of money on Chicho and uh, again we can't have him for another month but or you know however long it is five weeks <laughs> but you know it, it's 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 why you've brought him in because he could be the difference maker. These nil nils, you've got a real danger man up front. He could turn uh, a point into three points, and if he does that, then absolutely fantastic. But at the same time, leaving yourself exposed, they didn't get punished tonight. And I thought the um, shape wise, I thought Alheda was really, really good in the central midfield. He's yeah. a little bit more disciplined, and maybe that's more of the role that he's been asked to do by by the, the head coach. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, we will continue to break this down. We're waiting post-game press conferences. They're supposed to start relatively shortly. Let's pause 10 seconds for local stations to identify themselves right here on the RSL Radio Network. Real Salt Lake is on 97.5 FM KZNS Colvale, 1280 AM KZNS Salt Lake City, 1160 AM KSL Salt Lake City, and KSL FM HD2 Salt Lake City Midvale. This is the RSL Radio Network. All right, uh, Andrew Lord weighing in here uh, with some post-game uh, thoughts on social media. Love to hear from you guys. You can tweet at us uh, at Lars underscore MM, at Jacob C. Hatch, or at uh, KSL Sports Zone. We'll work these in. But Andrew Lord says this. He says, as if we needed another Another reminder of why RSL had to go out and find a DP striker. Good grief. There were like five different players who could go for or even should have scored at some point. Hope to see Chicho on the field by early July. And I think he's echoing essentially what we've been saying, what everybody probably sitting in these stands tonight was thinking, like, when can this guy finally take the field? Eligible July 8th against yep. home against Orlando. Four more games until that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, four games for these attacking players for Real Salt Lake to uh, say have their say on why they should be starting alongside 12, 12 points minimum. Yeah. 
At this at this nice. point, you yeah. want you want to be in the playoffs. It's it, we've been saying it for the last couple home games. It's time to turn it around. Um, sure, it's early June. We still have a few months of soccer to play. Sure, but it, it, thing, things haven't improved at home for Real Salt Lake. So it's I don't know. I, it's it's very frustrating. You look at the scoreboard around the league. The only other game that went that is goalless uh-huh. is still being played 65th minute Vancouver and Cincinnati every other game had a minimum of two goals okay. um, and only one road team won today so uh, Columbus home, home dominance then. yes okay. Columbus with a 2-1 win goal. oh yes, 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 yes. oh thank Pretty you for huh? bringing that up in, yes and it was in spectacular form that Columbus got that three points on the road. Don't mind me. I'm over here. Stoppage time, <laughs> midfield, stunner. And he hit the messy celebration as his, as the number 10 for Columbus. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, but, well, we might as well take a look around the league while we're kind of discussing it. Uh, hey, real quick, by oh, the yeah. way, to your point, though. Tonight, official halfway point of the season for RSL. This is the 17th of 34 regular season matches. Yeah. So they've reached the halfway point, And like you mentioned, they got to turn it around. Not learning any lessons. Yep. Um, Atlanta United won, as I said, the only team that won it on the road, Columbus. So uh, Atlanta United with a home win, three to one against DC United. Montreal four to zero against Minnesota. Charlotte and uh, Seattle Sounders split the points at three three. New England with a three one win over Inter Miami. Orlando with a two nil win over Colorado. One one between Toronto and Nashville. Ooh. We have Pablo Mastroeni downstairs. We'll toss it to the oh. post game press conference. All right. Uh, yeah. Here you go. Pablo Mastroeni speaking to the media. Pablo, la conferencia está, pero muy, muy peleada. Estás a, en el puesto 10 y a unos tres puntos del quinto, sexto lugar. Um, veo que le estás buscando y buscando al equipo para que funcione. Y en los últimos minutos estamos llegando, llegando y no la estamos metiendo. ¿Crees tú que puedes cambiar de estrategia y salir a matar con todo y después relajarse un poco? Eh, no, para mí creamos bastantes oportunidades en el primer tiempo, el segundo tiempo. Eh, lo único que nos falta es meter gol. El eh, sistema no es el problema. Si, si, ten, si, no, si no teníamos un tiro al arco, tenemos problemas con el sistema. Eh, pero para mí creamos chances bien claro y lo único que nos falta es definir. Más allá de la definición, ¿qué es lo que crees que le falta al equipo del, del gol? Creación más, o disparos de media distancia, Pablo, Jefferson. Jefferson trató hoy, fue el único y casi la meta. Claro, hijo. Pero de ahí más no hubo. No, pero el fútbol es así. A veces te toca, a veces no. A veces pega el palo y entra, a veces pega el palo y, y sale. O sea, el proceso que estamos, eh, lo estamos haciendo muy bien. Eh, lo único que nos falta es la definición y pasa con todos los equipos y para mí lo, lo, la frustración viene del resultado pero como jugamos para mí jugamos bastante bien Pablo, hoy curiosamente creo yo que es el partido que más ocasiones de gol ha tenido el equipo en, en casa yo, yo apunté aquí por lo menos 10 y Chicho estaba en, en, el, en la grada, ¿no? Quiero decir que más que hoy no se justifica que Chicho sea el, el fichaje 
¿Qué, qué ha traído el equipo? Sí, no, como, como he hablado esperando, va, va, varias veces en, en los otros partidos que y también, eh, no solamente porque mete gol, pero también la confianza que le da a los compañeros sabiendo que si metemos el balón en la área, que sí o sí va a estar. Y eso también te da confianza como un grupo. Pero yo creo que estaba mirando el partido y, y se dio cuenta que eh, creamos muchas oportunidades y para él, me imagino, se siente bien de esa manera y ahora eh, tenemos que esperar hasta que, que llega y, y como dije los muchachos jugaron bastante bien eh, especialmente con tantos partidos siguientes eh, pero no, no fue el día para, para hacer gol La única duda que tengo es con Luna estaba jugando muy bien yo creo que ha sido su mejor presentación con el equipo ¿Por qué lo cambiaste? ¿Lo, lo notaste cansado? Sí, o sea, eh, con, con la selección tiene un, un, un rol libre eh, y en, en, en nuestro equipo hay que, hay que correr, hay que meter, hay que pelear y lo vi un poco cansado y pensé con, con la velocidad que tiene el, el Andrés no ayudará y yo creo que hizo un, dos o tres jugadas lindas que, que no salió pero tenemos ahora tenemos muchas opciones y depende con quién jugamos eh, elegimos el jugador que está más, más preparado para, para salir. Uh, as is the case with a lot of games, I'm sure there were some frustrating officiating moments tonight. Uh, I'm curious, um, when it doesn't seem like the, the officiating might be going your way, how, how does that affect maybe the performance and the morale of the team? If you guys are getting called for what might be soft calls, do you, is, is there more fear in the team? Do they, are they afraid of, of, of maybe going for it a little bit more if they think they might get a foul called on? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's about fouls. I think it was about taking, being better with the ball and, and taking our chances and making better decisions in the final third. You know, I, I, you know, I think the, their goalkeeper, you know, try to kill the game. Um, but for us, it's again, it's, we control the controllables and that's us and when we have the ball are we making the best decision that this moment requires and I think those are areas that we need to get better at so then maybe touching on that a little bit um is that is that part of the process and part of the system kind of that you were mentioning before uh, of maybe trying to take shots earlier being more decisive in that final third is that something yeah um, that could possibly improve? yeah yeah like I said you know I think we've committed the last really six weeks to to utilizing Um, training sessions th that we have had to um, the final third of the field, final 25 yards of the field, really 30 yards of the field and understanding um, what shooting from distance does to teams. It forces you to open up and then finding combinations at the top of the box, making uh, more incisive passes. But, but, but again, I think today in the first half alone, there was four uh, and we had two one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper. I mean, it, it, the game's unforgivable. If you don't finish those chances, Uh, you're going to have a hard time, you know, getting results. So, again, I think the result was frustrating. I thought the performance was good. Um, but, but, again, when, when you have as clear chances as we had tonight, we, we got to find the back of the net. Hey, Pablo. Um, you mentioned the result not being good enough, but performance still being good. Which players specifically come to mind when you think of, of the performance on the field? You know, I, I think they all. The, again, I, I think in a, in a, in a game at 0-0, You, you, there's if we would have scored in one one zero I would have been I would have said the goal scorer right or the guy that played in the ball but but I think again everyone played their role played really hard um, created some really good opportunities and and that requires 
the defenders to be able to play forward. It requires pivots to be able to play forward. It requires the guys up front to be able to make plays. And and so we made plays up until the you know the top of their box, and then and and even beyond that. And, and like I just alluded to with a couple one v ones, those are those are chances that you lick your lips on. You know, at when 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 you're in those positions. Um, and uh, again, you score one goal, the game opens. It's a whole different game. And, and goals change games. And tonight, we just weren't able to find them back in the net. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been having to kind of rotate the lineup a little bit to accommodate for midweek games. Did that play any role in tonight's game? Um, as far as? Just with the game on Wednesday and having to keep fresh legs on the team. Um, well, I mean, when, when we win those games, that's never the problem. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I, and again, if we didn't create any chances, then I'd be like, yeah, that could be something. But I don't know how many shots we had. And, and again, I, I can think of like six off the top of my head that on any other day, they're goals. Um, so the rotation piece isn't a problem today. If it wasn't a problem on whatever day, Wednesday. Yep. Uh-huh. En los partidos anteriores, como tu estrategia siempre ha sido tratar de llegar un poco por la banda, línea de fondo, un centre y pues tratar de buscar la ocasión de gol. Creo que hoy algo que funcionó muy bien fue el tema de los balones filtrados a las espaldas de los defensores. Eh, tuviste algunas opciones, unos mano a mano inclusive que pudieron haber sido gol, pero pues no se pudo concretar. Es una situación que se trabajó específicamente para este equipo o has tratado de implementarlo ahora para continuar usando lo que yo considero viendo el partido creo que funcionó de muy buena manera hoy. Sí, no, yo creo que eh, nuestro estilo de jugar es, queremos ser un equipo que juega vertical. Eh, siempre hablamos si la línea si tienen una línea defensiva más alta, especialmente acá con, con, con el aire siempre Isaac también es, es, el, es el, el, el que juega muy bien con los pies y encuentra es, es, esos balones por atrás eh, eso siempre para nosotros en nuestro estilo es el es el primera opción ahora si, si, si hay espacio dentro de la línea es la segunda opción y si no queremos rotar el balón para encontrar el espacio para jugar para adelante y hoy día eh, apareció varias veces como decís vos y, pero no podemos definir y, y por eso es, es difícil, pero como un equipo, si tiene un estilo que es tan predecible, es más fácil, fácil para los rivales uh, hacer un plan para defender. Pero cuando tiene esta opción, tiene esta opción, eso las opciones lo, lo, eh, los toman los jugadores, siempre lo toman lo que ven. Hacemos el video del scout y le decimos dónde están, están los espacios uh, disponibles para, para, para jugar. Pero al fin del día los jugadores encuentran los espacios que queremos que aprovechar. Eh, también preguntarte un poco, eh, durante los últimos juegos ha hablado mucho eh, de Rubio, de Saba. Eh, yo creo que un jugador que estuvo muy destacable el día de hoy también fue el caso de Hidalgo. Creo que es un lateral derecho que haya ah, muy bien los espacios, trata de ir más hacia adentro. Hoy tuvo dos, tres jugadas individuales muy buenas. Eh, es un, uno de los jugadores que forma parte de esa juventud del equipo junto con Diego Luna. ¿Qué, qué tan importante es para ti el caso de tener Hidalgo en el equipo? Que sobre todo lo has estado utilizando constantemente en los últimos partidos como titular. Sí, yo creo que con cada jugador el, el desarrollo de un jugador es un proceso. Y yo creo que 
con, con Hidalgo estamos trabajando que juega más para adelante y no siempre para atrás con el central. Y claro, cuando porque tiene el físico, tiene, tiene el rapidez para, para romper líneas con el, con, con el dribble. Eh, y yo creo que con cada partido se va, va ganando confianza. Yo creo que en los últimos partidos que ha jugado, ha jugado bastante bien. Y las expectativas para mí es que sigue mejorando y, y sigue en ese, en, en, en ese nivel. Y, pero hoy día jugó bastante bien. Pablo, real quick, um, you guys get to shut out here at home, um, positive on the defense. Talk to us a little bit about kind of the depth that you guys have on the defensive end. Um, you guys can rotate a lot with like Vera, Oviedo, oh, Hidalgo coming in as well, and then as well as the midfield with like uh, Ruiz, Ojeda, and Nelly too when he steps up and comes out. Talk to us a little bit about that clean sheet and just the, the defensive core of this team at the moment. Yeah, no, I think it's been, it's been great. Um, guys, again, we went to Austin and it was uh, Vera and Glad. Uh, the last couple games it's been Glad and, and Marcelo. And then obviously Oviedo playing, Brody playing, Bodie playing, uh, Ameca playing. Um, and from a coaching perspective, it's 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 really comforting to know that. Um, and that's what I think this period of time has afforded us the the ability to rotate players in and out so that they can gain confidence. And and more importantly, the 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 way we want to defend and the commitment to defending um, has been front and center. And and you know in this game. In particular, the, the road games where we, where they you know you're always up against it on on the road and and they've held tight. So the the depth, including in the midfield, is really important as as we move forward. And then obviously as it goes week to week, you start to see the pairings right. The, which center back plays well with the, this right back? Uh, which left back which center back plays well with this left back? And it gives us flexibility. But the one, the one thing that this this stretch of time has shown us is that all the players are capable. Um, and all the players are willing to do the work and, and play really good stuff. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a great problem to have. Um, and I, again, I'm just super proud of the group. Anything else for Pablo? Yeah, one more. Por acabar en positivo. Claro, estamos frustrados de que no se entró gol, pero estamos también contentos porque no se han quejado gol. Es que el trabajo defensivo del equipo hoy también ha sido espectacular, ¿no? Yo creo que no solamente por Bode Hidalgo, sino en general todo el equipo. Ellos son muy peligrosos arriba y prácticamente no han tenido una sola ocasión de oportunidad clara, ¿no? Eh, yo creo que eso también es muy destacable, ¿no? Sí, no, yo, yo creo que, mira, eh, para, para mí, para ganar un partido hay que ser, hay que ser un equipo bueno. Cuando tenés balón hay que ser un equipo a, mejor, a veces mejor sin el balón. Porque... En el fútbol toma, toma una jugada, un momento y te hacen gol. Y para mí la mentalidad que todo atrás están enchufados, los, 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 los medios eh, también están trabajando bastante fuerte en el Ojera esta noche, el, el Pablo para ayudar. Y también los de frente que, que hacen la jugada predecible para los, los de atrás. Y para mí la defensa es el mejor ejemplo de, de un equipo porque toma, eh, es nadie... Hay muy pocos jugadores que, que le encantan defender. Quieren todos jugar con el balón. Pero cuando tenés un equipo con la mentalidad, cuando no tenemos valor, hay que trabajar juntos como, y unidos. Para mí, estamos un gol, nos faltó un gol para, para meter tres. Y, y cuando en estos momentos es muy fácil también hacer el, eh, abrir el medio campo y abrir el grupo porque tan tan eh, como frustrado que no está haciendo gol pero también hay disciplina 
que, que, que hay que tener para ser un, un equipo fuerte y también no perder la cabeza porque las cosas no te salen. There you go, Pablo Mastroeni speaking with the media after Arsenal drew nil-nil with New York City FC, and obviously uh, some frustration there. Zach McMath sitting down with the media, going quick. All right, Zach McMath, Arsenal goalkeeper, speaking to the media after Arsenal draws nil-nil. Oh, Zach, I'm so sorry. You should be, Meg. I'm just joking. Thank you. Hey, Zach. Um, zero zero result today. Obviously kept the clean sheet, which was solid on the defense. What does that mean for you and, and for the rest of the defensive line? Yeah, I think it was good to, to get a shutout. Um, very solid performance from everyone in front of me. And obviously after the last couple of weeks of, you know, good form, but still leaking a little bit of goals, uh, it's good to get a shutout and unfortunate not to get all three points tonight. You had a pretty good ball up, up top. I believe it was to Anderson Julio. Great service from the back. Is that something that you've been working on uh, yourself? Yeah, I always uh, like to look as long as possible as my first option just to kind of try to catch teams and uh, try to keep those guys on their toes. And uh, it almost came off tonight, but unfortunately didn't. Hey, real quick, just how did it feel for you personally to get back out there after the concussion um, to get out and play your first game again? Yeah, um, it was a weird couple of days after the concussion, just not really sure what you're feeling, how my head was feeling. And uh, thankfully, uh, the trainers and everyone took care of me, and uh, it felt good to just get out there and, and know that I can still do it, and my head was clear, and that uh, I can get through 90 minutes, no problem. Yeah. Hey, Zach. Uh, Paulo say you are good in, in your foot playing with the ball. There is any option, do you guys tackle before, if you can send the ball when all the teams attacking to you, and when you got the ball, there's any chance to send the ball, so to, to create something, because we have a speed of players. We have a Michael Chan, we have Anderson Julio, we have a Gomez, they're really fast. So I haven't seen uh, that opportunities. Do you, do you have instructions to not do that, or what, how is that? Yeah, Pablo gives me the freedom to kind of decide on the playing out. And uh, like I said earlier, I think playing long is my first option. And if I see some of those guys 1v1, I know that uh, they, they can beat them for speed. So trying to expose them, and it also gives us opportunity to play out of the back a little bit more when we stretch them. Did you feel this was on the game, game you didn't have too much stress because you just one chance? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty stress-free game for me, and uh, that was credit to the guys in front of me. Thank you. Anyone else? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Brief media session there with Zach McMath answering just a few questions, obviously, and we are going to rate uh, Chicho Arango speaking with Elliot Fall, Arsenal general manager, but we're going to hit a break here and come back on the other side and carry that for you live. This is your Arsenal post-match show right here on the RSO Radio Network. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Welcome back to your RSL post-match show. Spencer Warren, Lauren Beck, Jay Catch breaking things down as RSL draws nil-nil with New York City FC. And um, here's a little kind of a funny tidbit. Uh, we are currently awaiting Chicho Arango, obviously RSL's new signing, uh, to address the media. Um, but we are currently... Um, Looking at him, it's a new our, it's a new game of Where's Waldo. <laughs> we're we're, we're pretty sure the team doesn't know where he yeah. is because he's just sitting out Hit outside the yeah. tunnel. Um, it's right over down behind the opposing team yes. bench. Yeah, but up against that 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 yeah. cement wall, so it's hard to see him. But also, no one's come looking. Oh, yeah. no one's come looking for. Wait, someone did. I think that guy is looking for Chicho. Oh, this is <laughs> great. So we're just kind of watching and entertain. This, this is our entertainment after a disappointing home result. Um, right. Also, our entertainment, Chicho's son, um, trying to slide to tackle him. His oh, like yeah. what, probably four, four five-year-old son, yeah, can't, trying can't, to trying to slide tackle him. To, um, like very full, funny. Full, full send on the, yes. on the tackle. I too. tweeted the video uh, at Lars underscore mm. <laughs> they found it. Please, please, um, please. Go watch it. It's very funny. Well, wait. These guys aren't looking for him. If they're looking for him, they're well, they pointed. They so. don't know who he is. If they're <laughs> anyway. Anyways, sorry, this is, sorry. This is a this is audio medium, especially, <laughs> especially for like us after a nil-nil draw. This is kind of funny because this is their big new signing, and he's been sitting there by himself for minutes. Yes. Minutes. Oh, oh, it's probably been like twenty minutes. Oh, there we yeah. go. There he goes. Right, okay. We go. Well, now we know we'll have him in post-game press conference <laughs> in the next couple minutes because he's now going. Uh, well, maybe. Yep, going know. into the tunnel. Uh, to join Elliot Fall. So uh, momentarily, we should have him. He's summoning his older son to come with him down the tunnel. So uh, uh, some I very it up. enthralling. Two, yeah, three kids, <laughs> Matias, Valentino, and a daughter that did not name. I, okay. what's when I saw him. So Valentino is the, the younger one? I would assume so, yes. So he's, he's been slide tackling everyone. Yes, he, yeah. you could see him lining up the younger daughter oh. at one point, and she just took off. She was like, I'm having none of this. This is like <laughs> Kyle Beckerman in his prime type stuff, like <laughs> breaking up everything, trying to oh, get it all back. So, so, right. so good. Well, anyways, <laughs> oh. after that little... Escapade. Look, that, was that, that was our entertainment for like the last 20 minutes. We've literally so, just been sitting there like, yeah. are we sure that the club knows where he's at? Yes. <laughs> so anyways, we're, Good stuff. we're waiting uh, him to address the media. Um, real quick, uh, let's take a look at the standings, obviously. Real Salt Lake after tonight is in 10th position in uh, the Western Conference. They are tied on points with Kansas City and Minnesota, but due to tiebreaker scenarios, they take the, the playoff slots. Uh, whereas Real Salt Lake is uh, sitting just outside the playoff line. Austin just behind them with 19 points, but it's it's a jumbled mess, guys. Uh, if RSL, let's say, for example, next week they go to D.C. United, three points could get you all the way up to fifth place almost. Yeah. Like you're, it's a jumbled mess right now. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's very tight in the West, um, in the East a little bit too, but there is yeah. some separation at the top in the Eastern Conference. Um, Cincinnati and Vancouver did score one goal each, so t- this – Match Literally. day, Real Salt Lake will be the only game that did not have any goals, um, which, like, it isn't a big deal. It's just, it sounds about right right now. Well, the funny thing about this, you mentioned the Eastern Conference. There are four teams at 30 points or above in the East, obviously led by Cincinnati's 40 points on the season, which is Incredible. absolutely a phenomenal start. Uh, the top teams in the West right now, St. Louis and Seattle tied on 28 points. Yes, Cincinnati, fantastic start to the season. They did go up against Vancouver in the 84th minute, but then Vancouver got a penalty in the 89th. That one is just about over at 1-1. Um, I think Vancouver, a little sneaky um, at the moment with a decent season, sitting in sixth quietly. Pretty good. Oh, 
And here we go. Speak of the devil and he will appear. All right, Chicho Arango sitting down with Arsenal General Manager Elliot Falls. They address him signing with the club today. Here you go. Tell me we'll be here momentarily. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Elliot, what did did this, like, move mean for you personally as the general manager? (laughs) Like, to be able to kind of, you know, fans have been clamoring to get an attacker. And... You finally add one, and it seems like fans are really excited about it. What does that mean to you personally, and what do you think it means for the group? Yeah, look, it's a really, really exciting day for our club. Um, we, we've been building up to this moment for a long time. Um, you know, we've, we've put a lot of effort and, and, put, and, and brought a lot of pieces together um, on our roster over the last several years. And, and, and all along knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, we needed, you know, we needed a striker. We needed, we needed one more piece. Um, and, you know, when, when we realized that, that Chicho may be available and we may be able to get something done, we, you know, we jumped right on it and we were excited to get it done. And um, so, so look, it, it means a lot. I mean, it's obviously a fun day uh, for, for us, you know, for me personally, for our entire team, everybody personally, and, and, and honestly for the club. And, and it's, I think, you know, the excitement that the, that the fans have, it's what we share, right? It's, you know, we, <laughs> look, we want to, we want to score goals. We want to win games. We want to, we want to compete for, for championships here. And so, um, you know, we feel like this is a piece that's, that's going to push us in that direction. I was wondering if maybe you could just walk us through a little bit of the process of how it all went down. Uh, obviously kind of unique with, with Chicho being in MLS so recently and then going away for a bit. Um, what was the timeline, I guess, kind of like Yeah, this? of course. So obviously this one's, you know, this one's kind of unique. Uh, we, it's no secret, we've been looking for attacking players, um, you know, since since the offseason. Uh, frankly, since, you know, since, since Sergio Cordova left, you know, we knew that we needed to bring in a striker. Um we had a handful of targets, you know, there were a lot of different things that we looked at, but, but nothing that worked out in the, in the primary window. Um, and honestly, you know, this deal kind of came about right after that closed. Um, it's without, without getting into too many gory details, the, the MLS roster rules and, and the way that, that everything functions, we actually couldn't have done this deal until this window. Um, because, you know, you know, obviously look, Chicho's a guy that, that we know really, really well. And, you know, we had inquired about in the past, but the reality is when he was at LAFC with all the mechanisms and the, the only way to do that would have been to trade for him. And it would have been so prohibitive what it would have cost for us to do it, you know, that it would have had, it would have had knock on effects on our roster for years to come. And so we just, we just couldn't do it. And so once he left and then, and then, you know, the opportunity was there to bring him back. We were able to do it in a way that's so, that's so much more, you know, roster and cap efficient. And so we jumped at it. Um, you know, look, Chicho's a guy that we, that we talked about, like I said, we had, we had inquired about, we had talked about uh, previously, but um, you know, just the timing, that's, that's kind of how it came about. <clears throat> once, once it started rolling, it moved pretty quickly. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you got to move quickly on these kind of things. So. Elliot, ha salido en los medios, no sé si lo puedes decir, pero 
que la cifra está en torno a 6 millones de dólares, eh, llama la atención que el, el AFC vendió, digamos, por 6 millones y, y el Real Salt Lake lo trae por 6 millones. ¿Eso es cierto? Cifras, digamos, no es tanto me importa lo de los 6 millones, sino el que sea la misma cantidad. ¿Sorprende un poco eso? Eh, ¿Nos puedes ampliar un poco esa información, si es cierta o no? Question is in regards to Chicho's transfer fee, rumor has it, it's for six million. What stands out to me is that LAFC sold him for about more or less, or at least the report says so, and then RSL brings him in for the same amount. Can you confirm the price and a little bit more on that? Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to confirm specifics, but I think, you know, look, it was, it was roughly, you know, I think equivalent. Um, I don't, I obviously don't know all of the, all of the aspects of that transfer. Um, obviously it involved MLS, so I can, I, I have some visibility on some aspects of it, but not the whole thing, but more or less. Yeah. It was, it was about the same. So. Una otra pregunta. El, la traída de Chicho hoy es un, un día que se ve que se necesitaba un 9, claramente, ¿no? Como ha ido el resultado, la, todos frustrados porque no nos faltó el gol. Um, ¿Es un salto? ¿Que realmente la, la franquicia quiere dar un salto de calidad y aspirar a algo más? Um, obviously, Chicho's arrival was a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big day. We clearly needed a 9, specifically when it comes to the fan base asking for a 9. Do you see this as a step forward for the club to kind of improve overall and take those steps forward? Absolutely. A massive step forward. Any Look, anytime you get, you get the opportunity to bring a player in of, of Chicho's quality, uh, it's, it's a massive day for the club. Uh, any club in MLS would be thrilled to have him. So, you know, it, 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 I, I believe that this is a transformational piece for our roster um, and, and a piece that is going to... Uh, that is going to help us in many, many ways. It's going to help a lot of our young players. He's going to help a lot of, you know, uh, he's, he's going to alleviate some of the burden on, on the group. It's, you know, I think, I think this is a piece that, uh, that will have, you know, massively positive effects for a long time. La última cuestión, ¿hay que esperar algún movimiento más para la ventana que todavía no se ha abierto? The window hasn't officially opened yet, but can we await another signing? <laughs> I don't think we're done. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna keep looking for another another piece or two. Yeah, we're not done yet. Elliot, uh, obviously the fans are really excited for Chicho, and this is a new beginning for Real Salt Lake because it's surprising to everyone how much is spending now and players historically. This is not the amounts spending Real Soleil. This is the new beginning coming from the new owners because the people was asking all the time, new owners with the clubs in Europe, Utah Jazz, invest a lot of money and it's not good players coming. So, and you say now more things are coming. So this is combination MLS and new owners. Yeah, no, it's look, it's a huge credit to the new ownership group. Um, The new ownership group has stepped up and, and, and invested in this club and, and they've invested in the product on the field. Um, certainly, Chicho is an enormous part of that um, and, and, and probably the biggest piece to date. But I think it's, it's, it's also important to point out, you know, we've, they've, they've given us the, the ability to buy Andres Gomez, uh, Brian Vera, Jefferson Saverino last year. So, you know, they really have stepped up. And, and they've invested, uh, and they've invested, I think, 
I think in the right ways, um, in a sustainable way for the for the club and and for the group. So uh, they, you know, they're really excited about where we're headed. Uh, I believe, and and uh, yeah, like I said, we hopefully we're not done, and and we'll continue to to find some more pieces to to fill out our roster. We have not better things coming probably <laughs> you know more than us <laughs> thank you very much I don't know if we can start with Chicho yeah, yeah. Chicho estabas mirando eh, te saludo otra vez y hablamos hace rato nuevamente la bienvenida este te daba ganas de saltar al campo <laughs> The question is, um, the question is, obviously you saw the game, were you just wanting to jump on the pitch and start playing? Sin duda, sin duda. Eh, vivir los partidos fuera del campo no, no es nada agradable, pero, pero bueno, eh, tengo un, un par de semanas para, para prepararme, para, para estar bien físicamente, para poder ayudar al equipo y es, es lo que más quiero, eh, ganar partidos y si sí, daban muchas ganas de saltar al campo. Without a doubt, watching and living outside the pitch is not great, but I have a few weeks to prepare and to get adjusted. And of course, I'm very excited and looking forward to getting on the pitch. Chicho, ¿tienes alguna relación con algún jugador del Real Soleil? ¿Has estado alguna vez con algunos jugadores jugando antes en divisiones menores en Colombia o en algún otro equipo? The question is, if you have any ties to any of the current players in the RSL roster, have you played with any of the players before? Bueno, cuando estaba en, en, en Millonarios, eh... Andrés estaba en, en el equipo sub-20, entonces eh, no tuvimos, eh, digamos, prácticas o, o partidos juntos, pero, pero siempre lo observaba en, en, en la sub-20 de, de Millonarios. Es un grandísimo jugador que tiene un potencial eh, increíble y, y esperemos que, que pueda ayudarlo en, acá en Real Soleil para que, para que pueda dar un, un salto más en su carrera. When I was in Millonarios, Andres, he was in the sub-20, so we didn't necessarily play together, but I always observe from afar. He's a great player with amazing potential. My hope is that I'm able to help him here to continue expanding. Chicho, in primer lugar, bienvenidos. Um, cuando, te con, cuando te comunicaste con Rasa Lake, ¿qué, ¿qué fue el proyecto pues, que te presentaron? ¿Qué fue lo que te decidió, okay, yo quiero venir a Rasa Lake? When you initially made contact with RSL, what was it that made you want to be here? This is the team I want to play for. Bueno, hubo algo interesante en, entre ambas partes que, que es quedar campeón. Eh, eso no es negociable. El, el querer ganar títulos eh, es primordial. Y, y bueno, eh, el proyecto que, que me presentaron, las ganas que, que tenían de, de, de yo estar acá, eh, las ganas fueron mutas y, y, y por eso es la felicidad de mí y de mi familia para poder estar acá. We both share the desire to win titles. We want to win a championship. And the project was as simple as they presented to me. They wanted me here. And obviously, I'm very happy to be here. My family is very happy, and I'm really looking forward to it. Y hablando de ganando títulos, el, este club está de dos victorias a ganar un US Open Cup. Está peleando por los playoffs. ¿Qué son tus metas para este equipo esta temporada? Ya que vas a entrar un poco al medio de, de todo. Team is doing really well right now. Two wins away from winning an Open Cup. What are your personal goals? Bueno, eh, la meta principal es es quedar campeón. Es a, a lo que a lo que voy a aportar, a lo que voy a, a querer aquí. Eh, obviamente quiero aportar goles, quiero aportar asistencias, eh, quiero jugar bien partidos. Entonces eh, todo va encaminado a. a a que la preparación es, es lo fundamental y, y esperemos que, que todo se pueda dar, eh, ojalá sea con campeonatos. Gracias.
The goal, of course, is to be champion. That's what I want here. Obviously, I do want to score goals and get assists, but of course, preparation is key and fundamental, and we hope to do well. Ticho, bienvenido. Um, seis meses, digamos, de paso solamente por, por la Liga MX. Eh, ¿Eso significa que, que algo no funcionó? decir, que ¿Te sientes que no has frac ha fracasado allí o, o, o es que las expectativas eran de volver para acá? Es decir, ¿cómo, ¿Cómo se puede interpretar eso? Spent about six months with Liga MX. What was the takeaway from that? Was it just something that did not work out? Was it a failure? Or do you consider it a failure? What can you tell us in regards to that? Bueno, eh, los planes de Dios son perfectos. Eh, si me tiene acá es por, por alguna razón. No pienso que, que fue un fracaso eh, mi paso por, por, por México. Eh, jugué cinco partidos de, de titular y, y anoté cinco goles. Entonces, eh, siempre intenté aportar eh, allí, siempre intento dar lo mejor de mí en, en donde estoy. Y bueno, ahora Dios me tiene acá y espero poder aportarle el máximo a este equipo. God plans are perfect, and if he has me here, it's for a reason. I don't consider my time in Mexico a failure. I had five games as a starter and five goals. I did my best, and now I'm here and hope to help the team. La última cosa, yo creo que tendrás también la responsabilidad de que este probablemente sea el fichaje más importante de la historia del Real Salt Lake. Es decir, vas a ser realmente la figura, la insignia de este equipo y de este proyecto. ¿Te consideras, digamos, con esa responsabilidad? Obviamente, with being a huge signing for the club, a record sign, um, do you consider this a responsibility for you to be a part of this club now? Bueno, la responsabilidad siempre va a estar, eh, siempre va a estar esa responsabilidad, pero pienso que la figura debe ser todo el equipo, el, el equipo debe ser la estrella en sí. Y, y es a lo que a lo que vengo yo a hacer vengo eh, a ponerme el overall y, y trabajar fuerte para ayudar a mis compañeros para que fortalezcamos el, el, el equipo y, y, y podamos eh, ganar muchos partidos pero sí claro que sí sé la responsabilidad que, que genera el, 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 el esfuerzo de, de todos los directivos hacia hacia mi fichaje y lo tomaré como tal That sense of responsibility, of course, will always be there, but I think it's really for the entire team. The entire team is the star, and I'm here to work hard and help my teammates to get stronger, win many games, but of course, that responsibility is always a need that I will feel. Uh, Chicho, bienvenido. Eh, quería preguntarte algo con respecto nuevamente al tema de, de la Liga MX. Eh, bueno, es una liga que se le dificulta a muchos extranjeros. Quizás seis meses es poco tiempo para hablar de una adaptación. Eh, ¿Qué te hizo a ti el decir que querías volver a la MLS más allá del proyecto de Salt Lake? Porque muchos estuvo diciendo con respecto a tu adaptación en Pachuca que fue complicado para ti en el tema de la ciudad, el equipo. Eh, ¿Quizás eso te impulsó a querer volver a la MLS? Question is again in regards to Liga MX. Um, it's a league that's hard for many people. Six months is a very short time. What made you want to return to MLS beyond just returning or coming to Salt Lake? People did mention that in Pachuca you had a hard time. Um, can you give us any feedback on that? Bueno, es es un conjunto de de, de cosas que que generaron eh, la toma de decisión. Eh, lo primordial fue el proyecto que. Eh, que me presentaron las directivas, eh, ese, ese, esa ambición hacia el futuro. 
y, y obviamente eh, al, al comunicárselo a, a mi esposa y a mis hijos eh, están muy muy felices de, de estar acá y, y eso es una parte muy importante para mí. Many things happened that generated my decision of leaving and what I was presented here. That ambition towards my future has a lot to do with it and my kids and wife are very happy and wanting to be here and that was a big part of the choice. Y bueno, también eres un jugador que ya fue campeón en MLS hace eh, no mucho tiempo. Tienes esa experiencia. ¿De qué manera vas a tratar tú de transmitir esa, vaya, esa experiencia a tus compañeros y saber que es posible el coronarse, quizás no esta temporada, pero en el futuro cercano con Real Salt Lake? What are you going to bring towards the team in terms of your experience? You are a recent champion who won recently. What are you bringing to the team from that aspect? Bueno, eh, ¿por qué no que sea esta temporada? Esta temporada me, me encantaría. Eh, tenemos el, el equipo, tenemos eh, eh, experiencia con juventud que combinan súper bien, entonces eh, no hay excusa. Solo queda trabajar, trabajar y, y, y poder obtener eh, un título lo más cercano posible. Es lo que, lo que ambiciono aquí y, y, a lo que, y a lo que quiero. I want a title this season, not next season. I think we have a good team here. We have the experience. There's honestly no excuse. We just have to continue to work hard, work hard together, and get that title as soon as possible. Hey, Chicho. Um, obviously, you've been in Salt Lake for just a short amount of time. What are your first impressions of the city here and uh, of the team? Obviamente, muy poco tiempo aquí en Salt Lake. Tus primeras impresiones de la ciudad y del equipo. Bueno, eh, me sorprendió mucho su gente. Creo que, que tienen un, un gran calor humano aquí en, en, en Salt Lake. Entonces, me sorprendió mucho su gente. Eh, me sorprendió su energía en, en el estadio. Eh, vi muy, muy bonitos paisajes eh, mientras ater, aterrizaba. Entonces, eh, muy contento, muy contento. Con mucha ansiedad, obviamente, de, de poder estar en el campo. Pero, pero bueno, a, a prepararnos bien. The people surprised me here. They're all very amazing, the fans, and just the people overall really surprised me. The stadium, um, the beautiful scenery as I landed that I was able to see. I'm just very happy and ready to get out there. Uh, we've seen your, your skill set in previous games that you've played, but what do you think the biggest thing is that, that you bring to a team like Real Salt Lake? ¿Qué piensas que es lo más grande que traes al equipo aquí con Real Salt Lake? ¿Cómo? Lo más grande que traes de tu calidad de juego. Bueno, soy un jugador que, que, que no va a, a regalar una gota de sudor, que siempre se va a entregar al 100% eh, hasta que su cuerpo no, no dé más. Y, y bueno, eh, espero poder aportarle goles y asistencias, que, que es lo que llevan a, a, a ganar partidos, es lo que más deseo. I'm a player that simply doesn't give up. I give 100% and I give my all. And of course, I just hope to score goals and help with assists. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we have someone via Zoom. John, if you have a question for Chicho or Elliot. I have a question for both Elliot and for Chicho. Uh, Elliot, what, when you had a chance to look at all the available attacking players that you could add to this team, what made Chicho seem to be the right fit. We know the skills that he has, but what do you think specifically he'll bring to Salt Lake that will make him successful? And Chicho, when you look at the roster and you see how many talented players there are, uh, Jefferson Savarino and Anderson Julio, to name a couple, 
what makes you excited about playing with players of that caliber? There you go. Uh, yeah, I you know I think Chicho's a very well-rounded striker, and and he's a he's a dynamic player who uh, we know can score goals in this league. Hey. We know he can score goals in the stadium. <laughs> he's comfortable doing it. Um, so, uh, no, he's, he's like I said, he's really well-rounded. He's dynamic. He'll combine really well with the talented players we have. I believe, I believe we, have, we have a group um, of, of attacking players who are, who are creating a lot of chances, uh, and, and we just need that little extra bit. And, and like he said, you know, he's never going to give up. He's never going to quit on a play. And, uh, and he's got the quality to, the, the quality to finish at the, at the end of the day as well. John, do you mind repeating the question one more time for Chicho? Sure. Uh, Chicho, when you look at this roster and you see players – like Jefferson Savarino and Anderson Julio, just to name a couple. What excites you about playing with a roster this talented and playing with players of that caliber? Chicho, cuando ves a la lista de jugadores que tienes aquí en Real Salt Lake, ¿qué es lo que te emociona? Por ejemplo, tienes a Jefferson Savarino, um, a varios. ¿Qué es lo que más te emociona de este equipo? Bueno, su calidad de jugadores creo que, que puede ser importante para, para yo poderme destacar en el, en el frente de ataque. Eh, logré estar con Musowski hacíamos química extraordinaria en, en, tanto en los entrenamientos como en los partidos entonces eh, ver este conjunto de, de jugadores que, que en el frente de ataque y en el medio eh, generan tanto fútbol eh, me, da, me da esperanza a, a, a poder marcar muchos goles a, y a poder disfrutar de, de, de estos lindos partidos the quality of players is very important for us to be able to do well in the attack, to see this group of guys who generate so much football, so much soccer. It gives me hopes to be able to score a lot and enjoy this game. Elliot. I have a question so many times that people are asking us as the Spanish media, asking, I would like to do this question to you because I think I know the answer, but I just want to give it to you that this point. All the time, yeah, most of the Spanish population is Mexican, I can say probably 80%. And, uh, you know, the MLS use a lot, and most of the teams use a lot of marketing, you know. And uh, part of the marketing and money, too, it's some players. The Mexicans are asking all the time, hey, asking when a Mexican's coming here. So it's not because it's a Mexican, I know. But maybe sometimes you guys are thinking about that. So probably. Yeah, you know, look, the, the reality is with me and my group, we don't, we don't focus on any specific country, any specific market. Um, you know, uh, Chicho, Chicho's our third Colombian this year. So, you know, it, but, but I don't think we, we, we certainly didn't enter the offseason uh, looking at it that way. Um, as for as for Mexican players, we you know we've had we've had a handful of of Mexican players in the past uh, who've done really well for us. You know, Carlos Salcedo, for example, um, and uh, you know I would expect that we'll have we'll have plenty more Mexican players in the future. Uh, the, the reality is, I think I think a big part of it is their domestic league uh, economically 
is, you know, competes or, or, or is ahead of ours at, at times in terms of, yeah. And so, you know, from an economic standpoint, it, those deals aren't always as easy to do as, as they often are in, in South America. Um, you know, in, in South America, a lot of, a lot of those markets are, are much more interested in selling and generating revenue that way. Uh, and so, you know, I think that's, that's a part of it. It's not all of it. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know when we'll have another Mexican on the roster, but I, I'm sure we'll have one uh, in the not too distant future. Thank you very much. I just want to transfer to you the question because they always oh, bothering. Hey, ask Real so like when, when? So oh, I knew the answer. Of course. Well, we we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of great Mexican American players in our academy. Um, a lot of them who represent the the Mexican youth national team. So I imagine at the very least we'll see some of them on the field uh, in the not too distant future. Thank you very much. Congratulations for this. Good play, you guys. <laughs> I hope we won't come in more. Yeah. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Chicho Arango and Elliot Fall addressing the media after Chicho's signing. Uh, we will wrap things up coming up next. This is your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to your RSL post-match show. RSL drawing nil-nil with New York City FC. And obviously having a week off this week, guys. Six straight weeks of midweek matches, and they will get a break this week. They will head cross-country, though. They're headed back to our nation's capital to face off against D.C. United. And, uh, Spendel, this is going to be an interesting one because we just saw New York come across the country to play Salt Lake here. And uh, that the, the two-time zone rule it really does affect athletes, obviously, trying to adjust to, to playing in a different time zone that's obviously two hours off from what you're typically used to. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you have to your meal prep is a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, as well because, you know, it's going to be dinner time basically when they kick off, and, and so they're going to have to switch things up. They might do that a couple of days beforehand as well before they leave to, to uh, D.C., mm-hmm. but, you know, this is a team that's kind of, up and down, a bit like Real Salt Lake. Um, I mean, obviously, Christian Benteke is going to be the danger man. Correct. With eight goals on the season, a couple of assists as well. But th- this is a game that I'm really quite excited about. And the reason for it is I'm looking forward to seeing, if he starts, Marcelo Silva and Benteke go for it. Um, at, at one point, <laughs> Christian Benteke had won 100% of his headers whatever it was, um, hold-up play, um, obviously uh, getting a, a header on target or something like that, he'd won 100%. He is an absolute animal when it comes to that. And they're, they're playing to his strengths. Now, he plays that kind of lone role. He does. Um, but his hold-up play is great. He can strike from distance, and obviously we know his aero, aerial mm-hmm. prowess. So that is going to be the, the matchup for me before we even get into pregame <laughs> between he and, uh, and um, Marcelo Silva. All right, and Lauren, they are just above the playoff line in the Eastern Conference. D.C. United sitting in the eighth spot uh, as they look ahead. Uh, this should be an interesting one, obviously. What, what are your thoughts going into this real quick? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty evenly um, matched home and away. But I, mean, I think it's been a couple seasons since we've seen RSL at DC, at yep. Audi Field. Um, it's been a minute. It's been, a been quite stadium, a few years. I think it was the, the, the la- one of the last games in the old stadium that uh, Real Salt Lake had to participate in there, and it got, like, flooded. The RFK when it filled. Yes. Yeah, you're I right. I Jay remember. was there as well. Yes. Jay Nolly was yeah. there, yes. I remember getting yeah. texts from Trey about that um, that delay and yep. pictures of the flooding. So been a while since we've uh, taken a trip to D.C., I believe. But <clears throat> Didn't it finish the next day? I think so. They did. I think they, that they was a rare it, one that did that. 
that. It was a Sunday finished for it. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy, crazy it, stuff. It, the field was flooded. Yep. The sta- like the locker rooms were flooding. Yeah. I want to know is do we, when we clock on, do we, if it goes into the next day, do we just keep getting paid? <laughs> Are we staying? We just Might stay in the well. building. Just, right. just you're still on the clock. You're still, you're still on call. Whatever resumes. Come on now. Just stay in the KSL building <laughs> the whole time. Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, obviously their head coach. Obviously he's been back for a second spell here with yeah. DC United. Some interesting storylines, and we'll, of course, have that covered for you guys. It'll be a 4.30 pregame, a 5.30 first kick right here on the RSL Radio Network. So until then, hope you guys have a fantastic week. For Lauren and Spencer, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your night. This has been your RSL Postmatch Show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.